What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Week 11 edition of The Cut. Sean, Christian, and Randy are here for all of your mediocre fantasy football voice. Boys, we're getting into Week 11. That's crazy. Yes, yes, we are. It's insane. We get to watch our Browns play tonight. I'm pretty freaking pumped. Also terrified. Yeah, we, we, did say, we did say the same thing um, leading into our Monday night recording for Week 3. So, or yeah. Week 4, whatever it was. Well... I, I, I'm scared, but I'm excited. I think the game being in Cleveland, Cleveland tonight is going to be good. Yeah, uh, good for the Browns. I think the offense will look a lot better despite the Steelers being good on defense. We'll see. Yeah. I I think this is going to be a full turnover battle. That's yeah. all it's going to. It's going to be a close one. Just whoever wins turnovers. Yeah, and the and the Browns, you have to think some kind of turnover regression is coming for them because they haven't really got they haven't really forced many this year. Um, no, there, yeah. there is, I mean, they have that, that bills play, I would almost have counted as a turnover, but that was just ridiculous when, how the lineman could just flip over and get to that ball. But anyway, we'll get going here. Uh, thanks for joining us. This is episode 27. So we're already 27 episodes through. I can't believe we've made it this long. Um, if you'd like to support the podcast, shoot us an email at officialcutpod at gmail.com. Uh, follow us, like us, and share at the Cut FFL on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And check out our newly designed website. We touched on it a little bit on the recap that we recorded for Week Ten. www.officialcutpod.wordpress.com. Uh, we've been adding some articles in there. We have our Week Eleven consensus rankings in, so check those out. And our uh, friend, of, our friend of the show, Nate Joyce, posted his DFS article. So definitely give that a read. And then subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher. Um, So what we're going to go through today, we're going to go through the Week 11 games. We'll preview the Sunday and Monday night game. Um, We will do our starts and sits of the week for Week 11, and I'll do my suit-ups. So, boys, you guys got anything to add, or or should we get right into it? Let's get into this. All right. So for the 1 o'clock slate, the games we have on the docket here are Jets, Redskins, woof. Bills, Dolphins, also woof. Jaguars, Colts, Cowboys, Lions, Texans, Ravens, Falcons, Panthers, Saints, Buccaneers, and Broncos, Vikings. Uh, Let's start with the Jaguars and the Colts. Nick Foles is making his return after being out since week one with the collarbone injury. And for the Colts, Jacoby Brissett should play in this one. He's practiced fully all week. Um, How? So you're looking at guys like for the Colts side with Brissett, you got Zach Paschal, Marlon Mack. Eric Ebron, to a lesser extent, Jack Doyle. And for the Jaguars, you got DJ Chark, Leonard Fournette, D.D. Westbrook. Are all of those guys starts for you, or are you, are you fading any of them? Christian, go ahead. Uh, I think most of these guys are starts. Uh, the one guy that you mentioned that I would probably be hesitant to start would be D.D. Westbrook. Um, I know that Foles looked great with Westbrook in the preseason. I know that he loves to target his slot receiver. However, I'm not sold that that's going to continue to happen. When Foles was in there week one, DJ Chark was the guy that caught the touchdown uh, before Foles left the game. And it seemed like DJ Chark was the guy, even with Foles in week one. So Westbrook's the guy that I I might flex if I have him places, but I I just – I'm not fully confident in that. Yeah, I think the frustrating thing was Westbrook was kind of starting to get it going with Gardner Minshew the last couple of weeks before he got hurt. 
Um, he didn't play and then had the bye week. So he's he's going to be trying to get re reaccustomed to the offense and obviously with the different quarterback. Uh, I think if you have DJ Chark, you're probably starting him. Uh, and then for the for the Colts, you got probably Pascal. T.Y. Hilton has a practice this week, and neither is Paris Campbell. So I think both of those guys are going to be out again. So Pascal is going to be the first option. He's he could probably be a lower end wide receiver two at at worst a wide receiver three. Um, and then how do you guys feel about both tight ends? Are are you rolling with both of them, Randy? Uh, what what do you think? I think I kind of trust uh, Doyle for targeting reasons this week, and it's hard to say you can't trust Ebron because any week could be a three-touchdown performance. So I'm not going to rule out either of these guys. I am going to say I'm a little nervous about Pascal. Just They still have A.J. Bouye there, and he has looked good this year, even though this defense has been a little suspect here and there. I just don't – I'm not too happy with last week. I understand Hoyer had a bad performance. And Brissett's way better than that, but I'm still a little hesitant. That's like the understatement of the century. Yeah. I mean, to to most just common fans, they don't see much of a difference between those two. So I guess it somewhat needs to be said. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Uh, The Colts are a three-point favorite, 44-point over under. Uh, Who do you guys got? I'm going oh, uh, I'm going to go I'm going to go with BDN and uh go with the Jags here. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I might agree with that. We're not going to tell you what BDN stands for. I mean, for we can. <laughs> That's just something that you should probably Every, do You should know what that stands for by now. <laughs> Christian, what, who are you got? Jags, I, I guess. So, are you guys taking them to cover or do you think they they win? Uh I think they win. I don't know. I, I, this isn't a game I would really want to bet on, if I'm being yeah. honest. No. That's fair. Last time they played, I think it was even. So Yeah. Or wait, they haven't played yet. Never mind. What? Scratch that. They haven't played? I thought they played. I thought so, too, but they play each other week 17 as well. Ah, okay. Well, moving so, on. The week we don't on. care about. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I remember. Moving on. <laughs> the Cowboys go on the road to take on the Detroit Lions. Uh, seems like it's going to be the Jeff Driscoll-led Lions for the second straight week. Lions are a three-and-a-half-point underdog, 48-and-a-half-point over-under. I feel like this that over-under is going to change drastically if Stafford is rolled out. But for the, for the, for the meantime, we're looking at 48-and-a-half. Amari Cooper looks the healthy healthiest he's been all season, which is saying something because he's been dealing with a bunch of stuff. He just looks really good. So he's obviously, I think he could be a top six wide receiver this week. Um, Christian, are you trusting Michael Gallup again? Yeah, this is, I, I know why people would be uh, uh, kind of tentative and, and kind of scared to do that. But I saw some stats where when Gallup and Amari are both on the field, Gallup is top 10 in almost every statistical category. He had a great, I mean, not a great week because Amari and Randall Cobb both had better weeks. Um, But he had a good week 10. It just kind of flew under the radar because he was the third wide receiver. I don't expect Dak to be that good. I think that Zeke is going to take some of that workload. But I don't expect Randall Cobb to ever, ever, do that again, um, and I think that <laughs> some of that production goes. What do you have against Randall Cobb? 
Uh, he's like 50 years old and way past his prime. Wow. Sorry. Uh, we're gonna have to, we're okay. definitely going to have to fast, fact check the age because I'm not sure that's true. But I get what you're saying is that he, he was a – he seemed like he was a product of – of Aaron Rodgers, obviously when he was with green Bay, he was, uh, he was a very, he was a favorite target of Rodgers. So I, I, I can see where you're coming from, but I mean, it, it's always hit or miss when it comes to slot receivers, but I, I just, I agree that I don't think that this offense can have three fancy relevant receivers along with Jason Winton, who they, who Dak still likes to target um, for the lions. If Driscoll starts, I think you definitely have to downgrade Kenny Galladay, probably more wide receiver too, especially because the Cowboys defense has been decent against the against the pass, and he's probably going to go up against Byron Jones. But I, I would probably avoid starting Marvin Jones for the Lions if there's no Stafford. Randy, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. And this Cowboys defense is pretty stout. Uh, I'm not expecting Driscoll to have close to a top 10 performance again. And uh, I, think, I think he did. Uh, if he yeah, did, no, no. He, I, at the, at the end of the week, I believe it was like 12 or 13. It wasn't top 10, but it was, I mean, he was there for a while. It's way too long for Driscoll. Yeah, way too long. But I mean, uh, Driscoll did look okay last week, but I, I personally have Galladay ranked at 21 this week and it was kind of hard to even put him there. He's very touchdown dependent with Driscoll, and I just don't trust it. And I think this may be a quicker game and low scoring with the Cowboys just feeding Zeke a ton to make up for last week. Yeah. Ty Johnson did return to practice today. Either you guys have interest in him? No, no, not that. It's, it's JD McKissick now. I don't think Ty Johnson really. <laughs> Even I think, I think if, McKissick gets like 12 touches a game and that's it. Yeah, I know that's if my Johnson, point. If Johnson plays, you definitely have to downgrade McKissick too. I I, want, I probably wouldn't want to start either one. No. Uh, what about TJ Hawkinson? It's a good matchup against Dallas. Uh, I I think I have him like a tight end too this week. I don't really – I just don't – I can't trust it with Driscoll. I, I think I had him tight end 12. So, yeah, sure. I mean, Cowboys are twenty eighth against opposing tight ends, but I, I, it's 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 just it's so it's so hard to trust rookie tight ends, um, especially that especially because Hawkinson hasn't had a good game since week one, and that yeah, was against yeah. Arizona. So, uh, you guys both got the Cowboys to cover. Yes. Yeah, I think yeah. they dominate this. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, obviously start Elliott and start Cooper for the Cowboys side. Yeah, I mean maybe. Like I, I know we all have Cooper top ten, but he will be going against Slay, so maybe that's a little bit off. But mm-hmm. I mean, he seems like he Cooper seems like he's kind of matchup proof. Well, and Cooper had a good game last week, so we all know that could mean uh we won't see anything this week. True, true but that hasn't been, been as true this year. Like I, like I said, all three of us have him top ten this week, so yeah. I'm just saying. No, I get what you're saying, but I mean, covering still- our asses already, Randy. I like it. I I mean other than <laughs> other than the other than the Jets in week six where he had one catch for three yards and he got hurt and didn't come back, he scored over ten fantasy points every week this year. So so I, I get that narrative, but I, I think that's that's gone away a little bit more because of playing with Prescott. But but I get it. Um the Texans are on the road at Baltimore to take on the seven and two Ravens. Um the Ravens are a four-point favorite. Over/under is forty-nine and a half. So it's a, it's, I believe, is this the highest one of the week here? 
No. No, the Chiefs Chargers is higher. Yeah, but it, second, it's second highest. Yeah, but um, so obviously you're starting both quarterbacks because they're both top five, and they each have the rushing the rushing ability. What? Who? I'll tell you what. Let me pick this: Jackson or Watson? Who finishes higher this week? Jackson Lamar. Yeah, it's not a question. I, I I think I think it's going to be closer than people think. I do think that Watson's going to put up points too. Well, coming one's off, going coming off the bye. One's going against a good defense. And one's going against an awful defense. That's the difference here. Well, I, I'd probably agree with that. But the Texans did just pick up Hargraves. Who, oh, the guy that, that we said of? was a bust last episode. Yeah, but I mean, he's still better than what they have, right? Yeah, he's got to be barely. <laughs> By the way, I, for future reference, if there's a Florida cornerback coming out of the draft class <laughs> this year and they say he's anywhere near first round, we're making him like sixth round yeah. for that, but not, not a chance. There's not been one top tier Florida corner that's worked out in forever. So, Joe, I mean, Hayden. Joe Hayden was. Yeah, yeah in forever. Yeah, I guess. But Hayden, Hayden is actually, he's been healthy this year. He's playing very well. Yeah. I'm um, just saying, but I get it. Anyway, getting if I, getting if back, I think they're Joe Hayden somehow, maybe. But getting getting back into this, um, Jeez, are you got Carlos Hyde, Mark Ingram? Are you starting both, or are you only starting Ingram? Only Ingram, and I don't necessarily love that matchup this week. I I truly believe that this over under is a little high for this game. Um, I think, yeah, just for the fact that I think the Texans can do enough to kind of limit what the Ravens are able to do. I know I say that as a Browns fan who's been dogging the Ravens all year. I just I just have a weird feeling that I think this is going to be more of a defensive game than, than people expect. Yeah, uh, I, I can see it. I mean, Like I said, I, I think that the production of Watson and – uh, Jackson at the end of the week is going to be closer than maybe people would expect. Uh, I mean, difference between one and five can be six points. I mean, it's not like we're expecting a huge difference here. Yeah, I agree. True. Um, any interest in Kenny Stills? No. No. Marquise Brown? Yes. Yes. Wide receiver two or flex? Flex. Uh, I have him as a wide receiver two this week. I, I think I do too. Um, I, yeah, it, it's close. I I think I have him around like probably like twenty five, twenty six. There's so just both there's these- there's a lot of bad and a lot of good plays this week, so it's hard to kind of. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's yeah. hard to leave Diggs out. It was it was really hard to leave Galladay out just because it's Galladay. Boyd could be back. Who who the hell knows? <laughs> do, do both of you guys have the Ravens to cover then? No, no. No, just because it's four point, and that always uh, that always makes me a little uh, hesitant to go with the line. I'll take yeah. I'll take the Ravens to cover. Uh, we we gotta start keeping track of these. Yeah, yeah, we do. Are you uh, doing that? <laughs> well, we got so much to do, Sean. <laughs> we'll we'll give it to our we'll give it to our intern. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Hey, we're looking for an intern. We'll, we'll text Sweet. Maybe he'll do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Moving on here. The Atlanta Falcons uh, take on the Carolina Panthers in Charlotte. The Panthers are a five and a half point favorite, over under forty nine and a half. 
So it's the Matt Ryan versus Kyle Allen show in this one. Um, are both of these QBs QB1s to you guys this week? No, but very close. I, I would agree I'm with that. I'm guessing Allen's the one that's on the edge. I think they both are. I don't okay. think we saw a ton from Matt Ryan last week. I know the Saints secondary is definitely better than uh, this Panthers right now just for health reasons. And, I mean – I think he should be good, but we're now in a play without Freeman, without Hooper, with Gage not being a fully trusted person, and <clears throat> Ridley's not getting a ton of targets. So are we just throwing to Julio sixteen times and hoping for the best? I I'm mean, gonna call I, right. I'm going to call right now that Justin Gage or Russ. I'm sorry, Russell Gage has a better fantasy week than Calvin Ridley. I just literally while we were talking about that last. Matchup, I put Ridley in my lineup. So, really, why you gotta do that to me, man? I, I, I honestly, be, I, I think it's gonna happen. Let's right. be honest. If we told you to put Ridley in, you wouldn't anyway. So it doesn't That's matter. That's true. But true. I'm, but I'm, I'm calling my shot. It, it's going out on a limb, but I'm calling my shot. I think, I think Gage right. is going to be the benef, uh, the benefactor of the, of the Hooper tar- targets more than Ridley is. Maybe. So, so I'm, I'm gonna, I'm I, gonna say that I think he finishes higher. I also do want to point out that I keep calling him Gage because you got me confused on which name it actually is. So I have to look it up. That's what I thought. But he always says Justin, and I'm like, I I don't know. I don't even know why. Gage, it is. Yes, you can say with Justin Hardy, dude. Uh, Yeah, the the (laughs) first names are close enough. So I I don't know. But anyway, Justin are close. (laughs) Guys, we gotta stop getting. We keep getting off track. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, um, so Brian Hill was probably the biggest um free agent pickup this week are you guys both okay with starting him as a top 15 guy it's a it's a it's an outstanding matchup uh, f- 15 is a little uh he's an rb2 for me maybe that's a little on the nose maybe uh, maybe i'm just scared to say 15 because i think i have him like 15 or 16 i have but, him 16 <laughs> i i mean i think rb2 at best probably with easily a flex play he was he was really close to being my running back start of the week because if you look at it, the last three weeks for the Panthers, um, the opposing running backs finished second, fifth, and fourth. That's San Francisco, Tennessee, and Green Bay the last three weeks against the Panthers defense. My only concern with that is the Falcons line is absolutely garbage. Yeah, but no, and and that and that's a very legitimate concern. Well, um, and and like I said, the Panthers secondary is not healthy this week, mm-hmm. so this may be the week that. Matt Ryan tries to air this out and go for five touchdowns. Can that, you, could, that could go to Hill, but Steph. Yeah. Can you start both um, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel? Yeah. Yeah. And DJ Moore, you have to start him. Yeah, yeah. I, we have we have him top ten this week, don't we? Yeah, he's he's averaging ten targets a game his last four games. Yeah. Uh, I think I read that in Nathan's article on the website. So, yeah, he, I mean, he's, yay, definitely starting, he's, he's definitely starting to come into his own. I know uh, the there was very there was a lot of intrigue with his upside going into this year, but some people were worried that Samuel was going to take some of that production away. Uh, it does seem like that that Moore has started to get accustomed, and I mean, it, there was a quarterback change too, so that definitely yeah. that definitely played a role. Um, who you guys got? Panthers. Panthers. Both to cover. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah I just, I'll, I'll probably go that way too. It's it's hard for me to say Falcons. I mean, they're two and seven. I mean, all right. Um, 
Saints on the road and in Tampa Bay. It's a 50 and a half point over under. I'm sorry. So this one is higher than the one we just talked about. So this is going to be the it's high. It's higher than Texans Ravens. So this is the the second highest over under of the week then from what it looks like. Um, so there, there's going to be a, I feel like there's going to be a ton of points in this game. I mean, the Buccaneers, especially their pass defense is something that you can throw on all week. Uh, Christian, how do you, how do you feel about Drew Brees this week, buddy? <laughs> you know how much I like Drew Brees this week. Oh. He, I said oh. the same thing last week though. And so I don't want to get burned by that old man again, but I don't think I'm gonna, I, I think that this is kind of a get right game for Brees. I almost well, made him my start of the week. I know that's what you're about to say. My, uh, my start of the week, guys, is going to be uh, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> it's, it's a lot different, but yes, yeah. I, I, I pivoted just for you. And I think Breeze is going to have a top three day. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I would hope so because this is like, this is the, the, the best, one of the best matchups to do it with. Let's say this, Murray. Yeah, Kamara Kamara's a start. Uh like oh, Randy yeah. said, you're probably sitting Murray. Any any uh streaming appeal in Ted Ginn? Mm. We did that yeah, last week. Yeah, but no. Yeah. It's no. yeah, but no. There's definitely other options this week. There's not as many teams on by. That's fair. Um for the Bucks, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans both RB ones. Or I'm sorry, wide receiver ones. <laughs> uh no. Just well, okay. So, same, but I did hear that Lattimore is unlikely to play. And if that yes. happens, then I bump Mike Evans way up. I mean, I probably bump him up, but I don't. I still think this is a Godwin day. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. I think Godwin outperforms Mike Evans. Rojo? Yeah. Rojo, Jojo? <clears throat> I'm going to start I, calling him. I'm going to have to start calling him Rojo, Jojo. <laughs> He's a he's a flex option for me. I I think he's gonna have to have the same passing production as last week to be super relevant. And I'm not gonna bank on that many targets. I, I'll probably bank on four or five. Did you guys see what Bruce Arians said about that though? That so he, that his route tree is expanding, and he hasn't even tapped into yeah, his receiving I did potential. That. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, his, I mean, you would hope so. His route tree from playing like 50 snaps. Yeah, I'm sure it's a lot better this year than last well, year. You would hope that he's coming into his that he's going to be coming into his receiving potential, seeing that he catches like three balls total. Well, and that's the thing. I think that's still coach speak, and I don't think that he's going to be yeah. running any more routes. They said they might line him up on the outside or in the slot. Like that's gross. That's coach speak. I do think he will be seeing a steady volume of targets. I just don't know if that eclipses five ever again. Mm. But I do think I don't think he's going to be out. He's not a route runner he's not a great receiving back most of his catches he was kind of bobbling last week to be honest with you yeah so, he was he, he didn't look good doing it this, um he's he's gonna be a good placeholder until kareem hunt goes there next year where are we playing are we playing Maybe russian not. roulette and pulling the trigger on oj howard again this week boys no <laughs> no no <laughs> it's close you didn't sound confident with that it's tight ends man he can have one I catch know. and be a tight end yeah. one i don't know what to do <laughs> Freaking a, dude! What do you want from me? Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, don't play Ertz. That's all I know. That's what we're, that's what we're doing this. I I would play OJ Howard over Ertz if that says anything. Okay, no, that that probably says actually does. Um, 
So the Buccaneers are a five and a half point home underdog. Who are you guys taking? The Saints. Saints. I'm going to take the Bucks to cover. Bucks to cover. Yeah, I can see that too. I think it's just going to be a shootout. I think the Saints win, but I think the Bucks cover. Five and a half seems high, especially at home. All right. Um, so the Jets, Redskins, Bills, Dolphins, I don't really want to talk about because gross. Uh, Redskins are favored by one at home against the against the Jets. Are you guys taking the Redskins? It's so it's basically a pick 'em. I'm taking the Jets, but I I expect uh, Haskins to be better this week. I th- I'm going to take the Redskins. I think Haskins gets his first win as a professional. Man, player. I hope for for his sake. But I hope so too. Love you, Dwayne. Yeah, I I I would probably take the Redskins here too. Actually, thirty-eight and a half point over under. Woof. Yeah, that's low. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Uh, all right, and then Bills, Dolphins. The Dolphins are a six-point home underdog. Are both of you guys going Bills? Yeah, yeah. As long as uh, as long as they make a little bit different play calls than they did last week. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of hesitating on that because no, 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 no. If <laughs> if if it's Patrick throws two touchdowns in the first half, they're benching him. They they know they need. They're not, not going to do that. I don't think they're going to just they, blatantly do that. <laughs> I, I really yeah, hope dude. they do. That'd make it now, so much better. I mean, Fitzpatrick could come up with a back injury and, yeah. and maybe sit, but they're not just going to bench him for no reason to bring in Rosen and then say, "Hey, look, everybody, we're trying to lose." They're not going to do that. Hey, they're not trying to lose. Rosen's a good quarterback. God. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Bills also. Um, and then we're going to touch on Broncos Vikings in more detail later, but the Vikings are a 10 and a half point home favorite. Are you, do you guys both think the Vikings cover? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're going to take advantage of Brandon Allen where the Browns couldn't. All right. And you guys got anything to add or should we move on to the four? Move on, please. All right. <laughs> First, so we got Cardinals, 49ers, Patriots, Eagles, and Bengals Raiders. So both of Randy's teams, he's going to have to watch simultaneously. Um, Thank we'll you, start Sunday off, ticket. We'll start off with Arizona, San Francisco. San Francisco is a an eleven and a half point favorite. This is a forty five point over under. Now, people were worried about this matchup a couple weeks ago on Halloween, but Kyler Murray actually put up a decent fantasy game. Are you guys trusting that again, where you can start him as a back end QB one, or are you trying to avoid this being on the road in San Francisco? I, I think he's going to be a fine start. I mean, I think there may be a better streaming option in there somewhere. Uh, I know we have some uh, different people like Derek Carr in our top 10 this week, so maybe you want to roll with that. But Kyler does have the rushing upside that can land him in that top 12 every single week. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. I I have Kyler and Wentz in one of my leagues, and there's no chance I start Wentz. I thought about dropping him and picking up Derek Carr, actually. Uh, but Wentz's schedule, yeah, Wentz's schedule after the Patriots is really good for fantasy. I know that's why I can't drop him. <laughs> um, Kenyon Drake had a good game in his first game with the Cardinals against the 49ers, but that was obviously with David Johnson inactive and Chase Edmonds inactive. Uh, David Johnson is going to play. I put that in quotation marks. Are you guys rolling with Kenyon Drake as a flex play or are you looking for another option? I think he's good flex play. He's in my options there, probably mid twenties this week for RBs. I just don't. I can't trust it again because it's not like the San Francisco defense is dumb. Like they have been 
getting beat in the running game the last few weeks, but they just played these guys. They know it worked. They'd probably be ready for that two-minute offense that they were just running that entire second half. And I just think they're going to they're gonna be trying to stop this running game. They're not going to let – I'm sure that defensive line and that coordinator were just so embarrassed that a guy that was on a team for two days could run all over them. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Also, uh, if you guys heard my dog barking in the background, I, I apologize. Uh, so, I don't know what's going on. I think she's right. just trying to say hi. She wants to be on the podcast, evidently. Yeah. So, um, um, really quick, I, I, I'll touch on Drake a little bit later. So, I'm not going to go into much detail here. That that you interjected for that, really quick, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, really quick. Okay. I'm not going to talk. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks, hey, hey, Randy. Guess what? Matt 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 Breed is hurt. Listen, man, there's no need for this. There's no need for that. You know I, what? I hope I hope Coleman has a terrible day. How about that? <laughs> I definitely think that Jimmy G is a good start. Um, if Sanders probably going to be he's probably going to be without Kittle, but it sounds like Sanders Sanders was part of the walkthrough today in practice. The, the dude's yeah. like the dude's like Wolverine when it comes to regenerating health. Um, I, I think I think he's going to play in this one. And he was obviously the reason that Garoppolo put up such a good game on the road in Arizona. I, I think you can start Garoppolo with confidence if Sanders is in. But like I said, Kittle doesn't play. Kittle, I don't think plays. I was really, really, really close to making Ross Dwelly my start of the week for tight end. So I'm going to make him my honorable mention start of the week because he's going against Arizona. And I, I think he scores a touchdown. Um, and then the only other guy I want to touch on, you're probably starting Christian Kirk still. And Fitz is probably no more than a flex play. I don't know what's going on with him right now. But how do you, like, Christian, do you have any interest in Depot Samuel in this one after having somewhat of a breakout game last week? 100%. I think that if Sanders is in, especially because I think that Sanders is going to act as that kind of decoy and it's going to be another – breakout type of game for Debo. The dude's freaking talented. He needs to hold on to the ball a little bit better. That's very clear. Um, however, he can make plays. He's going to get the ball. And especially with Kittle out, um, I, I'm not as high on Dwelly this week. I just yeah, – he had, I think, what, three catches last week with Kittle out. I think that Debo is going to – You get- weren't high on O.J. Howard last week against the Cardinals, and look what happened. It, well, that's fair, but I – I don't know. I think they when when Kittle's out, they go to their receivers more, which granted after watching them play against the Seahawks, maybe that wasn't a great idea because they did have a lot of drops. But hey man, Vance Joseph doesn't cover the third option. And Dwelly's going to be the third option. In fairness, that first half, the Seahawks safeties were absolutely lighting up every receiver for the 49ers. Still, man. Maybe they're all a little scared to catch the ball. That was bad. That was bad, dude. dude. There, Garoppolo, there were hits. There were hits where I was like, "Oh God, please yeah. no, please God no!" Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, holy I hell, Rex arms. That's for sure. Um, yeah. uh, are you guys both taking the Niners to cover? No, not this to cover. A, it's, a, it's, a, a big, it's a big line. Yeah. I, I, I probably think the Cardinals cover too. Yeah, I mean, I think I had we had that same question with the Saints last week, and I said no chance. And look what happened. Randy, what do you think? Um, I think, no, I'm going to say no. They, they had a good game last time. 
Okay. The one, the one last thing I'll say about the Niners before we move on to the Patriots Eagles is the, 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 the 49ers offense in the playoffs scares me a lot. <clears throat> I don't, I don't know if this is a Super Bowl team because I don't know if their offense can sustain, if they get down to a, another good team, I don't think the offense can, I don't think the offense can come back. That I, that's just my personal opinion. Um, no, I think if they're healthy, they're fine. Yeah, maybe. Dude, There's a have, lot of teams in the NFC that I would take over the Niners. If right that now. line's healthy with Sanders leading that receiving core and Kittle in the game, yeah. with four running backs that they can. I mean, rely can on, you? The question is, can you trust Garoppolo to win you a game? I mean, I'm gonna trust him more than a lot of people. That's fair. All right, let's move on here. <clears throat> the New England Patriots are on the road at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are a three and a half point home underdog. 44 and a half point over under. I'm going to be honest with you too. There's not a lot of guys I want to play in this game. Like, what? What do you mean? Edel- Edelman, Edelman, I understand. Uh, maybe Sanu, but oh, for sure. A tough, matchup, tough matchup for Sony Michelle. Really tough matchup for Jordan Howard. Tough matchup for Miles Sanders. Probably no Alshon Jeffrey. Obviously, no Deshaun Jackson. I think Ertz is the one that gets taken out of the game by Belichick and the Patriots. Like Christian talked about Wentz, he he doesn't feel good starting Wentz at all. I, yeah. I Brady on the road. I don't know. There's there's not a lot of pieces here. They're gonna they're gonna put Gilmore straight up on Jeffrey and and I, I mean, I mean gonna, that's if he plays and if he if 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 Jeffrey goes and he's limited, like I I'll I'm gonna talk about it, but you don't want any part of that. No, and then they're going to focus in on Ertz right. for the rest of it. So Goddard because could be the, the beneficiary a little yeah. bit, but still. Their you know. rush defense is definitely worse than their pass defense, but it's still really good. And I, I think Howard could get the job done necessarily, but I would I think much, you'd be surprised I, how good the Patriots' rush defense no, is. No, I'm saying it's I'm saying it's good. I'm saying their pass defense is better just because they get a good rush Yeah, and they no, have sure. very good lockdown man corners. And safeties that are great in zone. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'd rather play Sanders than Howard mm-hmm. by a long shot. Just because of the passing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I think Sanders is definitely more explosive running the ball too. Maybe that leads to just a bit more production on the ground. But obviously Howard's got all the rushing touchdown upside there. But I mean Sanders so, is good for like 30 yard catch almost every game. So is, are Edelman and Sanu the only two you feel good about starting? Both of you. James White. Uh, yeah. What about what about Brady? Yeah, Brady too. I, I mean, I think he's probably I, top I ten this him, week. I yeah, I have him ranked just outside my top ten, but I I I don't know. I I just get the feeling the Patriots get up early and Brady doesn't put up big numbers. Yeah, but if they can't run the ball, he's gonna have yeah, to throw. Th- that's fair. I, I think he's throwing um, fifty times. Are you guys? You know what? I mean, we that wouldn't be surprising. It uh, that it has seemed like they've somewhat transitioned to a run uh, pass first team. Um, Eagles three and a half point underdog. What are you guys thinking? Patriots by a bunch. I think we're I think we're underselling the Eagles. As I'm going to say team, that the, but I'm going to say the Eagles cover. I don't, I don't think, think they, they win. I don't think they win, but I think they cover three and a half. I don't Patriots think they cover. I think the Patriots just pull it out in the end. I also don't think the Patriots' offense is is as good as 
people would expect right now because their defense up to this point has put them in great situations. Yeah, but they're coming out of the bye week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Eagles are too, though. So? I don't care about that. I'll take Belichick. Why do you care about it for one team and don't care about it for the other? Because yeah, they're playing well, well, you wouldn't have taken that two years ago, Christian. You would not have taken that two years ago. You would yeah. take Doug Peterson over Bill Belichick two years ago, right, nope. Randy? Not a chance. Yeah, you're right because they didn't beat the Patriots in the in the Super Bowl. Move yeah, on. they barely beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl with the backup quarterback. All right, guys, who's a starting quarterback? Raiders. Raiders are ten uh, and a half point favorites. I'll start. Yeah, up, 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 up. That's my job. <laughs> The Cincinnati Bengals on the road to take on the Oakland Raiders. The Raiders are a 10.5-point favorite, over-under a 48-and-a-half. Uh, there's not really much to say here. What do you, you mean? You start Josh Jacobs. Uh, you start, start, start everyone. You start, not, you start, start everybody, everybody. not everybody on start, the Bengals side. Start yeah. everyone. On the Bengals side, too? Yeah. Even if Tyler Boyd doesn't play, A.J. Green's not going to play? Yeah, I mean, he's going to have to throw to someone, dude. So you're telling me you start Ryan Finley. You said everyone. I have Ryan I mean, Finley in all my DraftKings lineups. I'm not even joking. I think They're going to have to throw, and the, the Raiders are bad enough to where Ryan Finley can get it done. Like My my only concern with Finley is their line bad. is so garbage. It could just be a repeat of last week for the Raiders. Just I, think Tyler Eifert, I think Tyler Eifert might be a sneaky play here, too, because the yeah. Raiders aren't good against tight ends. Well, um, and and Finley targeted him a bunch. Over over under fifty touches for Joe Mixon. Under. I, I think I don't think we should say that. I think we should say over under fifty touches for both running backs. No, I, I think I, that's a clear over. I was obviously exaggerating Mixon's point. Right? Thank <laughs> you for that. I understand, but over under fifty touches yeah, for both running backs, right. I think is a good line. Yeah, I it's think over. we all we all had Jacobs in the top five this week, didn't we? I think yeah. top three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I had him third, I believe. Um, so I think you start you start Joe Mixon still, and then you feel sad about any other Bengal. I mean, maybe gonna, maybe Auden Tate. Someone's gonna have to touch the ball. That's, yeah, that's maybe, my that's maybe Auden Tate probably has a has a decent floor because, um, like you said, they're going to have to throw a lot, so he probably is going to catch a decent amount of passes. But I, I think Mixon is going to touch the ball. You can see close to that 30 touches that he had last week again. Um, and I, I think he's going to get some passing work too. So, Well, I think he's going to need the passing work to be efficient. They're not yeah. going to be able to run all over this defense. Uh, Raiders to cover, boys? Yeah. yeah. I th- their defense looks amped right now. The like, at least, they're, at so least their front seven. The Bengals are just so bad. I, I yeah. have to take the Raiders to cover. Well, they, they really have like two offensive linemen that count. I mean – like yeah. and then i mean they're they're it's like it's like why even put a defense out there you know like why <laughs> yeah. even why even put 11 guys out there risking injury like <laughs> just, just 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 play off jesus just just play offense all right anyway uh sunday night football the oh gee <laughs> oh i i forgot that this was a sunday night matchup and now i'm looking at it it's the chicago bears on the road against the los angeles rams the Rams are a six and a half point. The Rams are a six and a half point favorite. It's funny because this feels like the reverse of what we usually get. Usually, we get a good Sunday night game and a bad Monday night game. This is the reverse this week. Um, over under of forty one. 
<laughs> you can't. You probably can't start Jared Goff this week, can you? Even th- if he's at home, I think you can. No. Yeah, you can, and then you you just hate yourself for it. Listen, Jared Goff has been very bad. I would not be. I would rather start <laughs> Ryan Tannehill, who's on a bye. Would you rather start Mitchell oh. Trubisky? No, I don't want any of the players <laughs> well, no, except. Wait, wait, wait. So let me get this straight. You'd rather start a guy on a bye week over another guy who's actually playing this week. Yeah, who yeah, would say something I, like that? Come on, like, dude. What? Also, um, I wouldn't drop Tannehill. Like, if I need, if Tannehill was my QB one, it was one QB league. I wouldn't drop him for Jared Goff. I'd just start no quarterback because that's how bad Jared Goff is. But no, also, Mitch Trubisky's worse. <laughs> I'd, I'd play Nick Foles, Sam Darnold. Yeah. yeah, there's a bunch, but yeah. you get my point. Yeah, yeah, we know. You hate Jeff. Okay, so who are we playing um, in this game? <laughs> probably probably Gurley. Yeah. Um, That's Cup, think- you would have to think, has somewhat of a bounce back. I would hope. I, I, I don't feel good starting Robert Woods. I know I have to in a couple leagues, but I don't feel good about it. Um, Robert Woods has the worst catch rate in the NFL. Just tossing that out there. 64%. David Montgomery did pop up on the injury report with an, a rolled ankle that he did in practice yesterday, which is never good. Um, I mean, to, are you starting maybe Tariq Cohen just as a desperation flex, just based on the fact that he's probably going to touch the ball a lot because they're going to need to throw? Only if Montgomery's out. I mean, I'm yeah. not going to trust. I would. If Montgomery's out, I still probably would go to a different he, option. He said a desperate play. So I gave it well, an answer to that situation. Yeah, it's got to be really desperate for me, though. Like, I, I've been looking at him on my waiver, and I just can't do it. What's the what's the ceiling for Allen Robinson this week? Uh, he's most likely going to draw Ramsey. There's not he's most a flex play. He's, he's killing Ramsey. <laughs> okay. Yeah, now, 100%. would you guys rather start – now, I know it's – for our listeners, like, the game's already going to be gone, but I'm curious, just your opinion. Would you rather start Robinson or Landry this week? Landry. Landry. Okay. Because um, I, I had to help one of our, one of my friends make that decision, so I'm, I told him to go Landry, so I feel better about that. Uh, do the Rams cover? Yeah. I don't care. I'm going to say yeah. I don't care. I think, the Bears, I, I think the Bears go on the road and win. I think this is a very low-scoring game, but I think the Bears win. Well, something's, up. Some, something's up with the Rams this year. Man. I think the Rams need this to be in the playoff hunt, so I'm going to go yeah. with it. Obviously, I think Nick Vase is getting a bit exposed. He he can't. He's a great game planner, but can't adjust at all. Let me ask you guys the more pressing question. Are you going to watch this game? No. Uh, define watch. I'll put it off. If you mean on on my second TV in the background, then yes. What's on your first TV? I don't know yet. Maybe Matt. <laughs> I don't know. Fair enough. Um, all right. And last game here. Uh, Monday Night Football, the Kansas City Chiefs take on the Los Angeles Chargers in Mexico. The Chargers are a three-and-a-half-point under, technically a home underdog, but, I mean, not that that matters. And over-under of 52, so the highest over-under of the week. Uh Melvin Gordon or Austin Eckler, Randy? Both. <laughs> yeah, I agree. 
I agree. Okay. Both, but Melvin Gordon. Melvin is Gordon is definitely player. a top. He's definitely a top ten play. I mean, yeah. the Chiefs are terrible against the run. Um, are you trusting both Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, or just Keenan Allen? Both. <laughs> Agreed. Randy, I, I like your enthusiasm here. It's, it's making this easier for me. Um, I've answered the question. Come on, are, say, so say the Chiefs players. Obviously, you're starting Tyreek Hill, but um, Sammy Watkins, yep. wide not, receiver two, not both. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm done with Sammy Watkins for the year. Yeah. What about what about Hardman? Are you are you taking the shot that he gets the he's, one target for a big play again? He's had three decent weeks in a row, and this well, a and he's done it with very 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 limited opportunities. I mean, I would you I rather play Hardman anywhere, or Watkins? Watkins. I don't Watkins. think there's I don't think there's anywhere for most people's leagues where you would play Hardman this week, yeah. unless a deep league. I I have I'm I mean. In our dynasty league, it's three starting receivers, two flex, and a super flex. Yeah, I'm not even playing him in our in our league. I mean, no, and I that's the only way I would play him. Honestly, I'm, like yeah. I'm not playing down to Johnson this week. What about because, how about this? Eh. Uh, Hardman or Russell Gage? Gage, Gage. guaranteed yeah. targets. I got to take it. Thanks. That's 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 the decision I made too. I appreciate it, Randy. Okay, what's with you and Christian always making us answer your question? What do you mean always? That's like the first time I've ever done it. That's it's always you two. I've never it's done always that's me. for sure. It is always you, Christian. I'll own that. Uh, do all right. Who are you guys taking in this one? The Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. Okay. I think the Chargers season ends this week. Yeah. All right. I'll take the Chiefs also. So that'll do it for our Week Eleven preview. You guys got anything to add, or should we get into our starts and sits? Let's roll, boys. All right. All right. So we're going to start with the quarterback position, our starts of the week. I'm going to go first, and I'm going to touch on the game that we just talked about, the Chargers and the Chiefs. And no, it's not Pat Mahomes, Christian. It's Phillip Rivers. I know. I know he had a terrible week against Oakland. It was very disappointing on Thursday night last week. But I think he bounces back in a big way against the Chiefs. Kansas City has given up three straight QB1 finishes and four out of the last five. Uh, Rivers is due to have one of those blow-up games, so I could see three touchdowns and 300 yards coming on Monday night in Mexico City. Uh, I I, I'm, I think he throws more touchdowns than he has kids. Well, I mean, not really, because that's a crazy that's number. But still, yeah, it, it is, but he's going to have well, a very good game. This is what everyone said on Thursday last week. He's, so he's, he's in my top ten this week. I think uh, the Raiders were a much better matchup than the Chiefs are, and he did awful. Yeah, so really quick, uh, you made fun of me for initially putting Drew Brees in here, a Hall of Fame quarterback, and then you picked Philip Rivers, also a Hall of Fame quarterback. Oh, yeah, because Drew Brees in fantasy and Philip Rivers in fantasy are, are the same thing. You're an idiot. I think they scored about the same points last week. Accurate. Uh, so I'll get to my quarterback, and it's Kyle Allen. Uh, that sounded weird coming out because Kyle Allen is not a quarterback you're typically willing to start but he's coming off the game where he threw the most yards um in his professional career he gets a matchup with the atlanta falcons who are allowing 22.6 shut up (laughs) 22.6 points to opposing quarterbacks the falcons Uh, that's that north carolina living coming out right there atlanta Uh, falcons (laughs) (laughs) this is a divisional matchup uh, normally teams play up for divisional matchups, but I don't think that the Falcons' success that they had against Drew Brees last week is sustainable whatsoever. 
Uh, I expect Kyle Allen to be a low-end quarterback one this week, uh, and if not, a high-end quarterback two. And like I said, that's that sounds pretty weird, but I, I'm I'm rolling with it. I think it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a great matchup. We, we um, literally have said every one of his offensive targets is a decent start this week to good start. So yeah. there's no way there's no way he can't be good. Yeah. All right, well, oh, I love this. I'm going to go with Derek Carr. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just a great matchup, and he had an okay game last week. He pretty much game managed his way to the win uh, with Jacobs not being super explosive uh, against the Chargers, which was kind of an anomaly for them, but it was just a weird game all around. I think this offense is ever-expanding every week now since they got rid of A.B., and I, I kind of trust – I'm not sure if I fully trust Williams this week, but I think in a very deep league you could play Renfro. I think Waller's an obvious start. I think he's guaranteed 200 every single week, and I think this is going to be closer to the 260-plus range. And I think the Raiders score five touchdowns in this one or about 30 points. So I think that's Jacobs and Waller and maybe even Renfro or Williams. So I'm I'm playing car with confidence this week. I may have to do it in the one league, but I'm still doing it with confidence. Yeah, I mean he's playing probably the best football of his career right now. Second best. He yeah, was an MVP I, candidate yeah, at one point, remember? Sure. <laughs> that was before he got hurt, right? Yep. And that's yeah. when he had two star receivers. Yeah, right. That's true. But no, absolutely. I mean, I it how can you not go how can you not take the matchup against the Bengals? I mean, that's pretty much all you need to say right there. Um, all right. Uh, running backs. I'm going to go right back south of the border here. I'm going to go Damian Williams as my running back start of the week. I believe in his opportunity, and I think he's going to have a big game. This, I mean, these point, the points in this game are going to be abundant for fantasy-relevant players. So this is definitely a game you have to take advantage of. Uh, McCoy was a surprise inactive against the Titans last week. And I think that's a sign that Andy Reid kind of wants to roll with Damian Williams moving forward, much to Christian's chagrin. Uh, the Chargers are 29th against opposing running backs this season, giving up finishes of 2nd, 11th, 6th, 21st, and 1st the last five weeks. Boys, Damian Williams is going to be dancing all the salsas into the end zone in Mexico. All righty. Uh, really quick, <laughs> I think that this is kind of a trap game. Um so I know you said that there's gonna there's gonna be a lot of points. Um, after thinking about it, they're traveling to Mexico. It's a divisional matchup. I kind of think that the under might be the the way to go this week, but that's just me probably being stupid. Uh, my running back is Kenyon Drake. Again, probably me being stupid, but <laughs> so the 49ers. Again, there's two different things. There's there's you being stupid, and then there's you being stupid about this stuff. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. Well, uh, so the 49ers run defense. They're fourth in the league against running backs. However, Drake has already proven that he can be productive against the 49ers. 49ers are on a short week. They have a little less time to prepare. I know they just played them, but that's when Drake really shined. Um, I think that the 49ers game plan is going to include stopping Kenyon Drake. But I think the majority of it is going to be how do we stop Kyler Murray? I think they're mostly going to be focused on Kyler and after last week, probably Christian Kirk. Uh, 
David Johnson, I know we said that he'll be out there, but will he really? He's ass. He looks terrible. He still looks like he's hurt. Uh, but if he's not hurt, then he's he's done. Like he's not going to be anything. And I think Kenyon Drake's playing for his next contract right now. So I, I like him as a, a low-end RB1, actually, um, wow. or, or a very high-end RB2. That, that's wow. bold, man. He's, he's, oh, I didn't even have him on my top 20 list this week. Yeah, I didn't either. I had him 12th. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> I mean, we, I, I, get where, I get where you're saying. I, I, I think I, you're uh, – it's a little high, but, I mean – that's what that's what we do here, Randy. Who uh, yeah. you got? All right. Well, uh, I kind of went against Back our to normal, the well, baby. I kind of went against our normal rules of not using the same person <laughs> or whatever. But I'm going Devin Singletary. I know he disappointed last week, and that is all play calling. You got a guy that you gave a bunch of touches to and had an outstanding game, and then you give him no touches. And the Browns' defense played well. Yeah, too. that's yeah. They played amazing, and. They're playing the Dolphins, guys. I just can't not play him this week. I'm starting him everywhere. I think he's a great play this week. I think you have confidence that he gets 15 plus touches. And we've seen him be an RB2 on like seven touches. So I'm going to take that every single time. Yeah, I'm starting him over Joe Mixon in, in our uh, two quarterback league. I can't blame you there, but I think that's close. I think I have him ranked decently. Yeah, it, I mean, I was going back and forth, but, yeah. but right now I have Singletary. I think the difference would be Mixon gets the touches, but Mixon won't be able to run a ton on this defense where Singletary can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. All right, wide receivers. Uh, my wide receiver start of the week is Cortland Sutton. He's the clear wide receiver one in the Denver offense, and he didn't lose a step against the Browns. He actually made a spectacular catch over Denzel Ward who is a very good corner. He's coming off the bye, gets to face a Viking secondary that's giving up an average of 175 yards per game to opposing wide receivers. And that a lot of that is going to go to Sutton because <clears throat> Deshaun Hamilton hasn't really done anything. And I don't think Tim Patrick is back from IR yet. Uh, he's going to go against Xavier Rhodes, but Rhodes hasn't been the shutdown corner that Minnesota expected from him. Uh, so Sutton should be targeted early and often by Brandon Allen. The roads are going to be wide open in this game. Dude, it feels like that's their third time using that. And I'm just I'm just disappointed at this point. I used roads closed, so it's different. That's I, not I, different. I mistakenly that's, didn't that's 100% I mistakenly not thought that Alshon Jeffrey was going to get shut down by him, and I'm not going to be making that mistake ever again. Right. <laughs> All right. So my wide receiver is Jamison Crowder. He has been a top 11 receiver over the course of the last two <laughs> that's, weeks. That's like unfathomable. Isn't it? Um, yeah. he, he's been awesome since Darnold came back. He has 34 targets in those five games, uh, which if the math checks out, that's around an average of a little under seven. Yeah. Good at math. Definitely good at math. Um, Every single week now, it's you <laughs> your quick maths. Yeah, I, get, oh I have to get the quick maths in. But uh, he, he's averaging almost seven targets per game since Darnold came back. Um, I think that this production is going to continue. You've got the Redskins this week, very middle of the road. I don't think that they're going to be able to shut down everyone. Um, I, I think that Jamison Crowder is going to get the ball. He's going to have to. Someone has to touch the ball for the Jets. 
it's going to be Lev Bell, and then it's going to be Jamison Crowder. So I think that Crowder's a wide receiver two with some wide receiver one upside because why the hell not? He's shown it the last two weeks. And this goes back to the fact that Robbie Anderson is dead. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Not not as dead as Herndon. Yeah, yeah that's super true. Dead. Shout out to Chris Herndon for the season. Thanks, buddy. Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> Can't wait to be hyped about him next year. All right. Well, uh, all right. Well, let's roll with Terry McLaurin. I, I know I've even been on here saying he was a sell high candidate and I didn't like his matchups. And he has had some really bad ones in the recent memory. But they're coming off the bye. They're going full go with Haskins for pretty much the rest of his time in the NFL, I'd hope. And. Mm-hmm. Whether that's good or bad, I guess. I will figure it out. But I really just think this much time preparing for this game, it's a great matchup. We just saw Darius Slayton become a megastar last week for one week just because he played the Jets. And I, I'm i not going to sit here and say that Daniel Jones at this point of his career is anywhere near superior to Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Absolutely. At least, at least talent wise, I just I will never say that. And I just I just have a feeling this week. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the high state bias. I just have a feeling he's an easy wide wide receiver two for me. And if he can get the touchdown, it's wide receiver one. I I think he gets probably eight plus targets, and he's been a wide receiver one like low tier off of four targets. So I'm going to trust him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Tight ends. This took me a while. Like I said, I was even leaning towards Ross Dwelly as my start of the week just because it's bad, man. But I'm going to go with Gerald Everett. He has 25 targets in his last three games. And at this point in the season, any tight end that's getting a decent amount of looks from his quarterback like that can finish in the top 10 any given week just because it's awful. Um, The Rams are going to be without Brandon Cooks again. And the Bears defense can be beaten by opposing tight ends. They're 25th this season versus a position. I think Everett finds the end zone. Um, Christian talked about how much he dislikes Jared Goff, but he's got to throw to somebody and it's going to be, it's probably going to be Cooper cup and then it's going to be Everett. So I I like, I like Everett this week, man. That's funny. You took my guy from last week. So there's no rule against that. (laughs) There's no rule against anything. We make our own rules. Uh, My tight end is Dallas Goddard. We talked about it a little bit before. It's not going to be a good day for Zach Ertz. Um, at least probability says that it will not be a good day for Zach Ertz. He's, Dallas Goddard has quietly found the end zone in two of his last three games. He is coming off the bye. The Patriots are great at stopping opposing teams' number one options. So that means Alshon Jeffrey or Zach Ertz, probably both, if I'm being completely honest. And... That means the Dallas Goddard has the touchdown upside, but also the target share might increase this week. Like we said, with the tight end landscape, you're just throwing darts, and I'm choosing to throw my dart with Dallas Goddard. For the well, record, Christian also made the dart throwing motion for the camera. I sure did, yeah. Left handed, though. Sure. <laughs> Left handed, bro. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to keep rolling with Kyle Rudolph. I did say earlier this week, whenever Thielen gets back, I do think all of his production kind of goes away to a certain extent. There's been such an increase in Irv Smith's play and targets 
it does make Rudolph way more of a blocking tight end than anything. But with Thielen out, they need the help. Diggs is going to have a rough matchup with Harris. I still think Diggs is a target hog this week, which he should have been every single week anyways. And I think he does have a decent day. But I think the I think we're going to get at least another touchdown from Rudolph this week just because I see the Vikings easily winning this and they have to score. And Cook should run the ball a ton, but it's not the easiest running matchup. So I'm going to still roll with Rudolph just because he's always on the field. And I think he's their red zone guy. You heard it here first, folks. Two for 13 and two touchdowns coming from Kyle Rudolph. I, I said a touchdown, but. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the, the, that would that stat line surprise you? No. no. Yeah, exactly. All what, right. What's real fun is like one for eight and a touchdown could be a back end tight end one. So that's That's amazing. so bad, that's but that's so true. Oh, jeez. Banned tight ends in fantasy leagues. Um, just just give them a mul- make it like one point seven five PPR or something. Yeah, there them. are leagues that do that. That yeah. uh, tight end catches are worth more. Makes sense. Uh, let's get into the sits. My first sit is Jordan Howard, uh, and this is just strictly based on the matchup. While I do think the Eagles are going to attempt to control the clock to win this one, uh, New England is the best defense against opposing running backs on the season. They've only given up one top 12 performance to that position and they've only given up one rushing touchdown the entire year and that was the week before the bye to mark ingram that's it that's all they've given up um i would definitely fade jordan howard like like randy said if if you need to start one of the eagles running backs it's probably going to be miles sanders i'm definitely looking elsewhere yeah 100 with you so my first sit is david johnson Pardon me for picking the obvious guy, but if I love Kenyon Drake, then it's because I hated what I saw out of David Johnson last week. He looks unhealthy or simply over the hill, and the name value is going to make you want to put him in your lineup. I promise. I've been doing it all week, just looking at David Johnson sitting on my bench, knowing that he could have 12 targets and hit the end zone and really ruined my freaking week. However, it's David Johnson and he is not good right now. Don't start him because of name value. Sit him on your bench where he belongs. You almost worry that the Cardinals are going to shut him down. I hope well, they no, do. They're not going to shut him down. They have a bye next week. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that would be your last hope is week 13 uh when he comes off the bye that he finds something. Listen, man, they they wouldn't have went out and got Drake if they thought yeah. Johnson was 100%. I think he could be back to that after the bye. I think personally they should probably sit him out until the bye. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, even then there's a chance that Edmonds is back and then we have a three running back system, and I don't know if I'm playing any of them. No, then so then that just makes – yeah, that, yeah, that just makes everything Behind worse. an offensive line that's awful at run blocking, it's, it's kind of a bad situation for everyone there. Yep. I think David Johnson could be better next year, maybe even not on this team. Who the hell knows? But yeah. I don't know. I'm not right. playing him. I agree. Go ahead and get into your guy, Randy, okay. before we get off the tracks here. Shut up. All right. Uh, going exactly back to what we talked about before and kind of matching Sean, I'm going Sony Michelle. I I love Sony. Uh, that's been well documented on here uh, pretty much, probably as much as Brita. So uh, <laughs> I really like him. And it's very hard to sit any Patriot after a bye week. I just have an Uber trust 
in Bill Belichick to get everyone ready. And I think they're going to be, this may be a blowout. Honestly, I don't expect it to be just because I do think the Eagles are a really good team. They obviously are getting healthier in the secondary. So that does help them, but their run defense is incredible. I can't picture Sony going off. I do think he'd get a touchdown and maybe save his day for fantasy owners, get him to that 12 point threshold or so. But Anytime Burkhead's been in the game, he's averaging about seven points when he's in the rotation, and I just can't trust him this week. Yeah, no, I'm. It, it, I, I talked about it before. There's not many Patriots or Eagles I want to start. My second guy is Stephon Diggs. Uh, having him on the sit list is a little risky because we all know that he can have one of those forty point blowups uh, any given night. I, I just don't think it comes this week against Chris Harris Jr. And the Broncos' pass defense is quietly only giving up 123 yards per game to opposing wide receivers. This is going to be the game a game where the Vikings probably run the ball a lot with Cook. Um, and if, if Rudolph is seeing some of the targets, that, that that's going to hurt Diggs' value also. Uh, but I, I do think that Diggs is going to find himself in a huge hole against Chris Harris. Oh, my God. Gross. Uh, my next sit is Allen Robinson. J- Jalen Ramsey has been underperforming, but I don't expect that to continue. The Rams in general are 10th in production to opposing wide receivers with just 20.4 points given up per game, and that's to all receivers. Uh, so <laughs> the chances of Allen Robinson hitting 20.4 points on his own, very slim. I think that Robinson's going to be shut down. And while he's probably still a flex play because he does have that upside and it's hard to sit the number one option for a team on your bench, uh, I am not confident in his production whatsoever, and I, I would pivot anywhere you can. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Don't, don't play any Bears. Yeah. I, uh, I will say that when I did write this last night, <laughs> Lattimore was definitely more of a probable start, and I do think there's a good chance he does play this week just because this is almost kind of a must-win situation for the Saints. They really need to get back on track with Breeze back. But I'm going to roll with Mike Evans. And I just this is personally just we've talked about this, just us. I just think this is the Godwin week. This is yeah. It was a Godwin week the last time they played, and I understand that that may not be a super just that's got to be how it is. But I just I can't I can't do it. I just can't I can't see Godwin having three straight weeks where he's not super great. I, I just think this is his week. Yeah. And I love I love both Ohio State corners, but Eli Apple is the guy you want to pick on. And uh, you you would have to think that Apple is now going to go to Evans though. But of the like obviously of the two, you got Lattimore and Evans. Lattimore would most likely be on Evans or Lattimore and Apple, but Apple's going to move over there. So that means Godwin is going to face somebody else. So yeah. you would, it would make sense for them to look that way even more with Godwin now facing the third corner for the season. Yeah. Well, and if Lattimore is out, there's a better chance that they have just the corners stay where they kind of are mm-hmm. and have safety help over the Evans side to make sure he doesn't beat them deep. And yeah. that's, that's yeah. Why. Evans could definitely get double teamed. Yeah, and they, I mean, Julio ended up with an okay week last week, but they pretty much shut him out, and I think they do the same here to Evans, but Godwin's just going to explode. I don't think Evans gets another goose egg like he did in week six, but I think this is clearly, at best, a wide receiver two game. No, that's fair. 
All right, that'll do it for our starts and sits. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to go quickly through my suit-ups of the week, and we will get out of here. Suit up. Suit up. Suit up. You suit it up. Snow suit up. Flight suit up. Penguin suited up. Suit up. You suit it up. Birthday suiting up. Slut up. Suit up. Suit up. Suit it up. Suit up. Suit up. Space suit up. <laughs> All right. Uh, the first one I'm going to touch on here for my suit-ups is David Montgomery. Uh, I talked about it before. He popped up on the injury report Wednesday with an ankle, a rolled ankle in practice. Didn't practice today. It's never a good sign when it pops up during the week. So this is all about if he can get in even a limited session on Friday. In some leagues, you might have to start him, but we've we've pounded on it. If, if at any point he's not going to – like if it doesn't look like he's going to play, you definitely have to sit him because you don't want to wait until Sunday night to find out he's not going to go. So no practice Friday means definitely look for another option. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey has an ankle injury. He's been a little bit of a disappointment this year, and he got injured at the end of the Week 9 Chicago game. It's never good when a guy comes off of a bye week with an injury, which is what Jeffrey has, and he hasn't practiced this week. I don't think he plays, and even if he suits up, he's going to get Stephon Gilmore, and that's not something you want to do. Not great, Bob. And then Matthew Stafford with the back injury, it was uh, something that shocked everybody week 10 when it was when it came out Saturday night that he was likely to miss that game. Uh, he hasn't practiced yet this week, but I'm sure if he does, he's going to do everything he can to get into the game. I don't think you can fall into that trap, though, because I, I, like, I just want to I would look for another option because the Cowboys past defense has been solid and a limited Stafford. He showed it last year. It's not something you want to trust for fantasy. All right, boys, that'll do it. That is our week 11 episode of The Cut. You guys got anything to add before we go watch this Thursday night game? Go Browns. You know, this would be the first time in the Browns history that they would have beaten the Ravens and the Steelers in the same season if they do it tonight. That's crazy. Well, let's hope they do that. I, I like really that, do. That's I, hard to believe. I hope, I like I said before, this is going to be a turnover battle in my eyes. Yeah. I hope I hope Browns come to play. The Browns are due to get some turnovers because they haven't really forced any in the last few weeks. Yeah, but and I'm kind of excited for DFS this week. Uh, maybe doing something a little different. I don't know if that's this week or in the future, but either way, it's kind of a weird week for DFS, and I'm kind of excited to pick a look at a lineup with everyone and get it through. Yeah, absolutely. So as always, uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm at sward underscore twelve. Christian is at 40 underscore Williams and Randy is at Randy underscore hall 71. Uh, shoot us a follow at the cut FFL. Also good luck in all your week 11 matchups. Go win them. Don't start any bears. Don't even watch the Sunday night game for Christian Williams, Randy hall. I'm Sean Ward. Let's go Browns. We'll talk to you Monday. We go. We go.